yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, we have now into the square, circle 101, you got your man, that's high, Italian, stallion, Mr. Sunny L, now with me, with me is the only man, you can actually probably use the pickup line, I was saving a baby from a burning gun, my man shoot, how you doing, man, doing wonderful, 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 it's good to be back in the lab with you, of course, doing what we do best. Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101. And hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. Now, now, if you're not saving a baby from a birdie building, you're at least training for it for sure. Yes, sir. That's right. Now, when they say baby, they don't have like the rapper baby in there. And hopefully not Big Baby Miller. Cause First of all, we if the rapper let him baby's burn. in the building, I'll let the building burn down. Big Baby 2, don't, don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. No, no, I'm saying. Because I don't think it's not like it's not like we're protecting an icon there, but we're going to talk more about him as we get to this. Make sure you download that Squared Circle app. It's available in Google Play and iOS with the special Saturday morning edition. We had some technical difficulty two weeks in a row. Now I'm going to get it up and running for the so we can get back on live video because we know how much you love looking at us. That's for sure. Just you, they just love looking at you. Wow, I didn't think I'd hear that from you. Or wait, are you insulting me? <laughs> Take it how you want it. That's right. How do you want it? How is IMRCF.com forward slash contact? Three-week free trial. I know Shooter came back from there today. Yeah, I did, actually. So um, Thursday, we just started 19.1, which is the new open workout that they have. Nice. Um, even for taking the time off from the gym that I've had uh, because of uh, what I got to do for work, I still killed it. So yeah. that... you, can, you, can tell, you can tell my man low there. He don't have to send his goons like Tiff to say what's up to me. <laughs> Down, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get let's get to it. Chin down. Got nine weeks left, right? Nine weeks left. You know what the best thing in nine weeks is? Well, do the three week free trial and see what you got. Because pretty soon, shooter might be using you to you know train for the fire department. Because I'll body drag you. Exactly. You know, and some of it just because for the workout. Some of it just to touch. The other ones. Might be stuck and we're trying to run and just can't get away. Who knows? But I am RCF.com forward slash contact. Three-week free trial. You tell them Sonny Shooter sent you and you get that three weeks to try it out. But in nine weeks, you're going to accomplish what not many has had the opportunity to try or participate in. You're going to become an elite fraternity of state workers and going to be working for a part of the government that they act, that people actually like. Yeah. How does that feel? It feels great. Uh, one of the first things that, well, not one of the first things I noticed is. Uh, first thing you need to do is get that little fire department sticker on that windshield. So if you get pulled over, they'd be like, oh. It wouldn't get pulled over for that, nah, but um, it's just like, a, just like one of my favorite quotes. Nobody ever made a, say, a song saying, fuck the fire department. Never. <laughs> ever. Ever. Uh, ever. So. Ever, 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 ever. And it's been, for marijuana alone, it's been referenced and metaphored. Multiple times, yeah. multiple times, multiple times. One of the best little wheezy songs about Fireman. Fireman. There it goes. My man shooter right here with me. That's what I'm talking about. Are you ready to get into this? Let's get into it, man. Now, if what you hear in the background is uh, we actually actually have some live boxing going on. When that starts, you might get some commentating from us. But first, I'd like to say a little rest in peace to Rocky. Not the Rocky you're thinking, but Rocky Lockridge. Uh, Tacoma Zone. Yes, sir. Tacoma legend. One of the few world champions that came out of the Pacific Northwest yes, has sir. passed away last week. Yes, sir. So rest in peace to him. You know, my condolences and shout out to his family. Um, there's nothing you could say to, to make it better 
but know it, that it's what's crazy about this, especially since I have a, a you know, well, I had a close relationship with with his son, so it's just one of those. It's one of those things. It's like a lot of people know him from the meme where the guy's crying and he had he has that ugly that ugly cry, but that was just coming off drugs. And it's funny. It's like I, I know him you, from that knockout. Me, me, me and you, me and you have like yeah. dark sense of humors. And so we laugh at a lot of stuff, but those are one of those things that whenever I saw it, it hit home, and it was just like, hey, that man was really going through it. So, and I'm glad to see. I know he was going through his. I know he was going through his problem. Glad to see he got clean towards the end. I don't know the whole background story, but um, yeah, shout out to him, man. Rest in peace, and then shout out to the family as well. Shout out to the family too. All the the kids. I'm a little. I'm just. You know, I got. I was upset at first, but more disappointed in myself, just because I didn't pursue the opportunity enough to try to get it to autograph that ring magazine cover yeah and we talked about it but that was it you know what I'm saying? didn't think didn't think that uh time was against us this fast with him but that just goes to show life goes on life goes on man you can try to take it for granted but eventually mayweather payday runs out yeah but we'll talk about that here in the future but rest in peace rocky lockridge you will be missed and not forgotten especially in the sweet science all right now we had some fight this weekend. Did you get to watch him? No, I didn't get to watch him, but I would like to I have a quote, if you don't mind. Let's hear it. How are we winning? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Wow. That's like, I feel like this is what every dude hears before some dude tries to talk them into sex. Yeah. Right? Yeah, why not? Right? You know, that really pretty face, big chick. That's that one right feel, there. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear, do it anyways. And I like that. That was probably my slogan for all of my teens. <laughs> Going into my mid-20s for sure. You had a good run there. Hey, why does James DeGaulle's uh, poster look like the cover for DMX's Dark and Hell is Hot? Right? I'm going for him this fight. I'm going for him this fight. Did you see what I tagged you in on Facebook? No. Uh, Why do you you consistently ask me if I have any outside world interaction? It's a a podcast, Carvin. It's it's a little back and forth. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no. If it's anything that doesn't have to do with, you know, work, I don't know what happened. The 20-year tour for Dark as Hell... Oh yeah, no, I did see that. Yeah, the twenty. Uh, the That's 20, what yeah, I'm talking about, sir. Right the there. The 20th anniversary for his dark and hell is. Y'all been eating long enough now. Stop being greedy. You know the only reason why that album is number one and not number two. It's number two and not number one in my book. Why? Because Wu Tang Forever is double disc. Oh, okay, okay. So Wu Tang Forever is my number one because of the more songs in double disc. Dark and Hell is Hot is to me the greatest solo performance album. That just from one man. So, to support that, the difference, we're not going to get into the hip-hop debate, but track one, last track, yeah, fire. The uh, whole the, thing. The, the way you, the, whole the, thing. the bookends yeah. to that album. Yes. And you know what? Unpopular opinion. The Rough Riders anthem is the worst song, worst song on, on the, the album. Worst song on the worst album. Worst song on the album, by far. Oh. I feel like they forced him to... Put no, that no, no, song no, no, on no, there. No, no, the song is great. Yeah, yeah. The song like, is great. Overall. But overall. So I remember when, uh, and we're going to talk about boxing, you guys. We, we are. We are we're we're going to get to boxing. We're going to get to boxing. I promise you. When Jay-Z's uh, Blueprint came out, and then I remember this dude was asking me, he's like, yo, how was that Jay? And I was like, you know that song, Izzo? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's the worst, worst song on the album. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that song's fire. I was like, 
I know it my is. Point. My I point. I was like, oh, I was like, he's like, oh, I gotta hear it. No, but that's the Rough Riders anthem is the worst song on that album. Jay Z broke my heart with the streets is watching, and I didn't buy any of his albums till the Blueprint. Oh. And, and like, and he had some cuts in between. No, he did. He did. But he's, the Blueprint was the one. Jay Jay has uh, one of those careers that is just like, all right, this is a classic, cool, cool. Cool. Classic, cool. Nah, if Biggie pocked it and died, we wouldn't have. Oh yeah, we if um, yeah. if Big L and Biggie were still alive, there's no Jay Z. Yeah, Big L be banging Beyonce probably, or if not, Pac would have by now. One of one of those two, they probably would have trained her. I don't, I don't. That's just rude. That's just rude. It's it's only for dating her. Yeah. Anyway, that's rude. all right, all right. Sweet science. Sweet now, science. Now, you know my boy Shooter. He's going through the fire department academy. You could be a little jealous if he doesn't know everything. It's okay, but you'll be happy when he saves you in that burning building. But the first fight was actually a great fight on paper and a great fight to watch. If you get a chance, I, I recommend watching it. Brandon Figueroa versus John John Molina. John John Molina is a young, old, 36-year-old fighter. He didn't start. He didn't turn pro until 18. Now, we know Brandon Figueroa. He's got the, the tender hands. Mm-hmm. Last time we saw him before this, he knocked out Robert the Ghost Guerrero almost two years ago. I was going to ask you, did Brandon Figueroa win this fight? He won this fight. Okay. Now, they gave him a unanimous decision by a big margin. I had this a very close fight. John John Molina showed up, and he lost the fight, but it, maybe two or three rounds. So, it's one, it's, no, it's one of those things, um, even me not watching the fight, that can be close is there's fights inside fights. So you have a 12 round fight, but then you have a fight inside the first round, second round, third round, all those, and those can be close. And then it's whether you decide to give them. So we've seen that thousands and thousands of times where, Hey, that was a close round, but I'm giving the edge to this one. And over the course, and just like we've always talked about every round is the start of a new fight. Yep. So there's zero, no moment, there's no momentum that's supposed to carry over onto that next right. that next round. So I can see how a fight can be close, but I also how can see a close fight can be a wide yeah, margin. Yeah. You don't have to win by much, but you just have to win that round. Yeah, and, and the only reason why I, I, I can say that it was closer just because John Molina boxed really, really good. Just because Figueroa likes to switch it up. He likes to come forward and switch his stance up. But this is a guy who's got sensitive hands but throws punches like he doesn't. Yeah. So I give him props, but also I wouldn't be shocked if he's out for another year and a half. If he hurt his hands or, or, or anything right now, he needs to hang it up because he's, he's 27, 28 years old, and you can't miss two and a half, almost two years in boxing. Not, not coming to not that, at that age. I mean, I mean, it's hap- it's happened before. Yeah, it's been it's been done before. It's been done many um, times. Yeah, it's been one of those things. Since like, with this issue. Well, John Molina, John John Molina, I was talking to my boy last night, and then good resume. He was yeah, great resume. I was talking to my boy last night, um, who's a hooper, and we just talked. To, we were just talking about he. This he always talk, he always talked. He his name is uh, Andre Andre Hart. So we were just talking about uh, he wants to come to the gym with me. And, and, and no, and I, I encourage everybody. I encourage everybody to come to the gym. And I was like, you either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. But he's a competitor. He's a competitor. And then he says um, he talks about yeah. He's like yeah. I mean I hoop, but he's like I don't hoop. Like I'm like no, you still hoop. But the thing is, when you've been in this game forever, you know when to rest, and you know you know how you can uh-huh. control a game without yeah. actually exerting yourself. 
And so that's where he is with that. And then so I'm using that reference in that metaphor because John John Molina, he's one of those guys is even though he's older, he knows this game. Yeah. He knows the sport. So he can make a fight out of almost unless somebody's just overwhelmingly he beat better. Provodikov. Yeah. He sent Provodikov into retirement because he outboxed him. He had fight a year with Lucas Batisse. Yeah. Uh, he got demolished by Terrence Crawford. Yeah, that's, and and that's, you know what's crazy? That, that's understandable. And what's crazy is Terrence Crawford was the first to his defense when people were slamming him on Twitter. Yeah. He was like, say what you want. I fought this guy, even though he didn't make weight for me. He showed up and fought like a warrior. Yeah. And he's fighting like a warrior tonight. Yeah. And that's why one of the reasons why I love T-Bud. Because this is a dude that says it like and it he, is. And, and he talks doesn't trash. And he doesn't And he doesn't like a lot of people. Like, that's just his personality. Yeah. And then, so for him to come to his defense like that, that's, that's beautiful. Good. Now, Brandon Figueroa was, two years ago, a big, big prospect that the myth Al Heyman and PBC Boxing wanted to hopefully, you know, market well. I wish somebody called me the myth. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. It's all the high schools in Tacoma. All the high schools in Tacoma. No, it's not a myth. It's true. It's I true. did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. But Brandon Figueroa was a dude that just, just his career did, did not map out the same way like mine. I should be, I should have OD'd with Lamar Odom right now. That's where my life should have been. Yeah. Because I should have had a couple, I should have had one good album, two features, and some trash stuff, and OD. That's where my life should have been. But luckily, I'm hanging with you guys, and you get to hear my lovely voice through this microphone instead. Now, Brandon Figueroa, he could possibly be an uglier version of Sonny Ellen Boxing with sensitive hands. Should have been pimp slapping, I guess. But this is a dude that needs to be able to get over this hump. And this hump is right here in front of him right now. And What weight, John, division, what weight division was that? 140. 140? He's, he's at the right weight class. If I was Brandon Figueroa, I would demand another big name. Now, because I have... This might have actually been a 147. Look this up. Now, because I have the ability to see the future, I already know two names off the top of my head that he's probably going to fight. Would you like to give it a shot? Let me, let me just channel in this Cleo here. So, he's probably going to end up fighting Josecito Lopez or Andre Berto. Those are the two names off the top of my head. If, and if he doesn't fight Berto, you can see Boner might fight Berto. That will not shock me. But those two names you know, specifically stick out and they, and they make sense as the matchup. We're not going to see Adrian Broner until 2020. So I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I, I hope so. I hope so. So coming up here in front of us is uh, Joe Joyce versus Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce versus Bermain Stavern on Showtime Championship Boxing. Do you know anything about Joe Joyce? Uh, he's the guy. He's, no, he's not from New Zealand. But um, I did watch what was going on here. Like, is this fight happening now? It's about to happen right now. Oh wow! I've read about I, no, this. No, no, no. I watched his, that fight that they just showed Paul, uh, coming up. I just I saw that okay. he was really sloppy in the beginning, but ended up tagging him and uh, okay. making contact and knocking him out. I forgot what undercard of the fight uh, that was. There's some hype going around on this dude right now, so we'll talk more about that. But what weight? What, what weight division was that fight? It was Brandon Figueroa, right? Yeah. That's and John Molina. Okay, I'll just put that in because that's not coming up. It must have been Omar. It might have been. I might have been racist. It might be Omar Figueroa. There's two over there. So which one did John John fight? 
that's John John Molina. Yep. That's hold on. It should be the same one. But that's not nah. Right. Yeah, that's type in John Molina. Right. 50, Fifty-two and seven. Dang. Oh, John John Molina. Your nickname was so good that they just put that in there on box red. Fifty-two and seven. That's actually not a bad record for a pro. Fifty-two and seven. Mm. Type in. Uh, why am I not finding him? Type in just John Molina. I, okay. First of all, I've done this how many hundreds of times? Literally. Uh, I've seen you do it a few times. But like, it's not. It's it's not coming up. That's the guy we just brought up. And so, see, his career ended in two thousand. Why am I? Look up. Look up Provodnikov. How's that? P R O V O D I N K O V. That sounds right. I sounded it out. You can do that. Did I tell you about the time I yo? I had a like a fifty-year-old Ukrainian chick hit on me. She um. She actually, Omar Figueroa. Omar Figueroa. Yeah. That's who it was. Brandon Figueroa is the one I want to see fight Ryan Garcia because we get to go clean that clean up in the crowd right there. Those two pretty good. Yeah. But anyways. John Molina and Brandon Figueroa, what weight division was this fight? 140 or 147? Yeah, 147. Ooh, that's a good weight division right there. So Brandon Figueroa got the win here. He needs to get over this hump, and it's right there in front of him. I think he's going to face Josecito Lopez or possibly Andre Berto. Those are two names that came off the top of my head. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Lamont Peterson in there, but you want no name smaller than that. You want nothing less. You want someone who has either been a former champion or an up-and-coming prospect that you need to de- that you need to put in their place. That's what he needs to do because he's losing time with the injuries he's had to face. So big ups to Brandon Figueroa for getting. I'm sorry, Omar Figueroa for getting that win versus John Molina. Man, I keep getting these Mexicans confused. My bad. Now the main event was Leo Santa Cruz versus Rafael Rivera. Rafael Rivera was a Replacement for Moises Flores. Now he got about three weeks notice on this, so he got he got half of the training camp in there. And if he's a real fighter, he would have been fighting the whole time. Training he would have been training at least, a little, but um, just not on a focused opponent. This was your classic Mexican brawl, throwing pun- a lot of punches thrown. So very little so, defense. So Leo Santa Cruz did what he did in the first Carl Frampton fight. I even think they threw a sombrero on the ground at one point and started dancing. That's how much of a Mexican brawl this was. And I'm pretty sure it was tequila in the corner, not water. That's what it was. But Leo Santa Cruz beat him convincingly, even though he was a tough competitor, and he definitely showed up. But class, now, at the, now at the same time, time, now at the same time, is the the way that I thought the Leo Santa Cruz and the Carl Frampton first fight should have went is the way that it went the second fight. Now I'm gonna give Leo. I haven't seen it, but I'll give Leo Santa Cruz some credit. Because he could have probably boxed this guy, yeah. but he got in there, and he probably saw that he wasn't like a huge threat, but made it entertaining. I'm pretty sure he was like, what's, what's the guy's name? Rivera? Oh, we going brawl. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one, it's one of those things, because it's like, he's like, he could probably stay in there and box and make this and win this convincingly, but hey, at the same time, sometimes people just like to get punched in their face, and it happens. Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, whenever I get, whenever I was, uh, when I was in the bar, there's a, you know, you get into a scuffle and altercation, and you, you know, you may get hit, and you're like, I needed that. It's just, it's, yeah, just like, yeah. it's just one of those yeah. things. It's like sometimes you just need to get punched it's in like, the face. It's like a beer fest. You know, he's saying, I wish I Oh, yeah, he had that black eye. I wish, he's I, like, I, I, I wish I didn't go away. Yeah. And he punched him and he's like, yeah, thank you. It's, it's, one of those, it's, it's one of those satisfactions. It's just like uh, one of the things, uh, my favorite uh, UFC uh, fighter of all time, 
Gina Carano for <sighs> obvious reasons. Because she's Italian. Is it's uh is one of my favorite quotes that she said. She's like, how do you how, how do you feel, Gina, after one of the fights? She's like, I feel good. I've just been in a fight. And I was like, I respect nice. that. I love that girl. Just got turned on. I, I really did. And since then, on, since then on, I've always Super loved bad. her. Matter of fact, I should follow her on Super uh, Instagram right now. Yeah, already do. Already do. Now, one of the few things with Leo Santa Cruz that other Mexican fighters don't always possess is the ability to also box. Yeah. You had Juan Manuel Marquez who had this ability. Leo Santa Cruz is another name off. And those are the only two off the top of my head I can think of. Canelo now, Alvarez. There's Canelo Alvarez, of course. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm probably insulting a bunch because I know what Antonio Barrero yeah. could do it. And so could Eric Morales, even though the brawl is what made him popular. Um, Chavez Sr. Chavez and Sr. could. Chavez Jr. actually could when he, wa- when he wanted to. When he wanted to. Ch- yeah, Chavez Jr. actually could. So, so the Chavez is. Yeah. I like I like plural plural Nathan names. <laughs> the Chavez is. Is your name plural? It already is, right? <laughs> now, Leo Santa Cruz wants Gary Russell Jr. next. And I really want to see that matchup because yeah. Gary Russell Jr. is a dude that, that I'm a fan of but not a fan of because he doesn't fight enough for me. Yeah. If he was more active, I would probably be, I would defend him as much as Keith Thurman. But I want to see him and Leo Santa Cruz hurt up and fight because I feel like he needs a reality check. I think that'll be, I think that'll be a good chess match between those two, especially when it comes out. Hand speed, Gary Russell Jr. by far. Yeah. Overall boxing knowledge and IQ. It's a toss up. 50-50? It's a, it's a 50-50 toss up, but honestly, I would go for Gary Russell but at this nope, of course. But on top of that, based off his the last G fight, I, I, after Gary Russell's last fight, I would actually have Leo Santa Cruz winning it. I got Leo Santa Cruz winning this fight because he's more active. But we need to get the fight made first because I, I want to see. I think Gary Russell Jr., I don't believe that there's no way you're making as much money as some of these other PBC fighters are with how inactive you are. Regardless of what how, if, what, how hey, many Gary he, brothers you got. What, hey, what if he's just living way below his means? Oh, maybe he is. Maybe he, is. He, could, he could have maybe that. Is. But how great is this sport when all the hypotheticals are just so endless? Right? Just it like, is. It it's is. just like, I mean, you can, do, you can only do it in this. It's like Doctor Strange in, in Infinity War. You just see the millions of possibilities out there. Yeah. And there's only one... One outcome. There's only one outcome. There's only there's only one outcome, but it's either it happens or it doesn't. Just just from talking the, what happens if Customato never dies? What happens if you know Muhammad Ali never uh, got you know suspended from boxing? What if he would have never you know opposed the Vietnam War? Yeah. What if? Would he be the goat? What if? Where would where would African American fighters be at that point? Right? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, they'd still be fighting. Still fight. I was just about to say still, still oh, fight because yeah, you had Jack. Oh, you had they'd Jack, still be fighting. Because you had Jack but Johnson. We'd be standing in the same line cashing those checks. Mm. Like, damn, bro, I just saw you on pay-per-view, man. Good fight. What are you doing after this? You just have a drink. <laughs> hey. That's what it is. One of my favorite 50 Cent quotes. Cool. I'm in the hood because I'm hood. You're in the hood because you're stuck there. you stuck there. That's so right. So that's one of my right, Hopefully, man. Gary Russell Jr. will get off his butt and stop worrying about training his brothers. Worry about your own career. And let's see you get some fights in because don't become wasted talent just because you got one belt. Unfortunately, bro, that doesn't do it for me. That doesn't prove nothing to me because you got a belt because there's too many of them. And this is going to go into the next segment even better because Marvelous Hagler... Did you Marvelous know he changed Marvel. his Who legally changed his name to Marvelous, by the way. Oh. Speaks fluent Italian. He has called for one champion per division. Probably the first 
Hall of Fame champion, I know, to really be open about that to where it, it's, it's an actual headline article. Because we all think it. We all say it. But everybody else that has a stick in the fight game, they want to make sure that anybody connected to them has some kind of alphabet connected to it, even if it's a U.S. belt. But this is the first one that I've really seen actually call for it. Now, I agree and disagree because I'm already kind of spoiled and used to have these four major belts. Okay. But we should definitely get rid of this silver and bronze stuff. Yep. And I wouldn't, and I and I can meet you halfway and bring it down to two. Two different belts. It, we'd have to compromise. It'd probably have to be like the IBA. And then the, the WBF would have to be the two, you know, commissioning bodies. And then they can, you know, we can, uh, we can section them. We can, we can station them in, you know, neutral, neutral grounds like uh, Costa Rica. Okay. Understand, and, un- understand where you're going with that. Just because now everybody's talking about Manny Pacquiao as a WBA champ, but he's not. Yeah. He's not. Keith Thurman's a champ. Yeah. So for Marvelous Hagler to call this out, appreciate it. Maybe a little late, but if more can fall in line with it. Understa- I understand where he's going with that, but actually, you know, I don't think anybody comes up with a better better situational things than your boy Shooter does. Yeah. So, that I mean, that sounds great. I'm actually still a fan of all four belts. I'm, I'm, I like having that just in case somebody gets injured or somebody got to drop the belt. I, I like all that. I think, if there, I think if there's, well, if there's IBL. one champion, if there's just, we had one champion with one belt, I don't like that. I think there'd be a whole bunch of politics between, hey, who's the next person to get this fight? Like, instead of like, I think it would be more politics than that. I'm still a fan of my own, um, my own thing. Every what two to three years, you have to have a super series. Kumite. With, you ha- you have to have a Kumite. That's right. You have to have a Kumite. super series between, and that's the reason why we have who was our fighter of the year last year, Alexander Usyk. That's right. We had him grab all the belts through the World Boxing Super Series. Who has a fight coming up? Soon. Who has a fight coming up? That's so right. it's like I understand the one champ, but tournament style is how you do it. If you're going to have that one champ, you have to have. No, it's perfect a World because Boxing like super series when Floyd time. retired. The tournament should became mandatory. Yeah, yeah. When uh, when um, at the middleweight division before before they had the super series, when Andre Ward retired, yeah, automatic super those, series or lead division or or whenever they yeah. vacate Wh- belts. Whenever that top rec- recognized top dog, even if he doesn't have all the belts, when that guy exits, time to settle this and have a tournament. This and in, 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 in the reason why I said there's going to be more top politics if you have like one champion just like that. Have you noticed how easier it is to make a fight for a vacant belt than it is for one champion to be in that? Me and you could probably get a fight for a vacant belt. No, no, no but yeah, like yeah. that serious. They're just like, uh, all right, these two fight for the vacant belt. But when there's a champion who can, it's probably, it's, hey, well, you should take him. He's kind of okay, dangerous. No, no. It's like, no. You got to oh, he's not ready for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that gets rid of all that. That, that. that does get rid of it. all that. Shout out to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I got your autograph hanging up on my wall downstairs. Uh, I enjoyed watching you as a kid growing up. I actually did a essay on him as a kid. He's from Trenton, New Jersey. Um, so big ups to him. And I, I like to see more people kind of vocal for it. But there's always a compromise. Just like just like when we released this. When we started SC101, there was a few other boxing podcasts out there. I, I keep everybody on my radar and I know I'm on yours. And I said we can all eat. 
because our energy transcends. So hopefully this energy can transcend and more people can get on board and find another way to not saturate these All right, what's, it, what's this guy's name? It's uh, Joy, Joy, Joe Joyce. Can you say Bermuda. Toy Boat 10 times real fast? Toy Boy, Toy Dual Boat. You didn't no, say it the first time. Yeah. No. Joe so, Joyce, Joe in, Joyce. Uh, in I think Stavern's, uh I think, I don't think he's feeling good after this, yeah. uh, after the last Deontay When you Wilder get hit in the so. chin and talk about your back of your head hurts, and then you, you do the stinky leg in your in your fold, yeah. like even boxing. So, now, I already don't like his body language. But anyway, yeah. Now, Bermain Severn, I don't I, I don't know if he is or isn't, but he's was one of the few Don King fighters still left out there. Uh, you know, Vanez Mitriosin, the Nightmare. He just yeah. retired because he didn't get out of his contract with Don King. So we're 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 short. We're not too far away from having boxing without him completely, and boxing will be better without him just because. He had his opportunity and kind of ruined it. So, we'll see if ooh, ooh. we'll see if this dude Joe Joyce is hype. The no look hook, ooh. the no look hook, kind okay. of. The no, Haitian no over hit. here coming at it. But you anyway, know? what's next? We'll see. Next is um, Marcos Medina. After five years, so the math is set. Two Mayweather paydays will last you five years in Argentina. That's it. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Regardless, five years in Argentina. Okay. I think that's what Hitler did. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the man's finances. It has to be about the money. He, I I hope he has five kids, five new kids, like one each year. Okay. Okay, it has to be about, it has to be about the money because there's no way if you're doing it for the love of the sport, you're taking five years off. Yeah, this, yeah, it has to be. Because this is, this is one of the things that I always thought about, especially with the uh, Sugar Ray Leonard uh, second fight mm-hmm. between him and, uh, him and uh, uh, Roberto Duran. Is because it's because like especially from the movie, but everything and it's like he wasn't ready to fight. He had to yeah. drop so much. Like he won, and then he got high off the horse, and he just he just wasn't. So five Literally. years, bro, is a long yeah. time in boxing time. Yeah. In any sport, five years off. When Duran beat Leonard at the top of his game. And then the thing is, what are you going to come back at? You think you're fighting at 147, bro? That's not happening. Nope. And he got... That was a lesson in politics for Roberto Duran, if anything. Because the bigger name and the smarter fighter exploited him in, in order to get a payday. We've seen Mayweather as the master of that. And there's, another, there's some more smart fighters out there that are able to do it. And when you do it, you have to be as smart as like Mayweather or Leonard to where the boxing public doesn't see it. They don't see it till after the fight's over and they realize, oh, oh, Tyson was banging Tokyo schoolgirls the whole time before the fight. That's what it was. Even though, regardless of the outcome, leading up to it, that's what happened. So Marcos Medina coming back to boxing after five years in Argentina, living off that Mayweather payday. Uh, he better hope. Mayweather, I wonder if Mayweather has shut down like any re-airs of those fights to make sure he doesn't get any more money. That would be so funny and make so much sense. He's like, no, 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 no more money for him. We ain't gonna get him paid anymore. Joe Joyce ain't looking too good. What are you staring at? Romain Stavern, one of the few Haitians left in boxing because Pascal is on his way out. But Marcos Medina, are you excited to see him? Who would you like to see for his first fight? I gotta see what his weight class looks like. We we gotta figure we gotta figure out where he's actually fighting because I just this just from the become, pictures. This should become a prop bet. Anywhere of like it's uh, middleweight. 
160, 168. Like 50 to 1 for 147. Yeah. <laughs> like 5 to 1 for light heavy. Yeah. Right? Now, how would you like his first fight back to be against Adrian Boner? I think that'd be the perfect measuring stick to see what uh, Adrian, Adrian Broner mm-hmm. has left in his career. And Marcos Padena, too, because I feel like that I think that's the perfect matchup for him actually as a return fight because it's just that we know Boner's not gonna do anything crazy aggressive. Well he might. He might I think know. the prop bet for that to see which one is gonna miss weight. That that'd be actually a better bet and that'd actually probably be a better fight. Uh that fight would be, a, fight of fighting for weight yeah, class. Fighting for weight class. Yeah, don't no weight classes at all. We ain't, we ain't gonna use the scale. We get, if anything, we use the scale like the weight of fish that we're going to eat afterwards, and that's it. So Marcus Medina making his return after a five-year layoff, living like a king in Argentina, but apparently he's been dethroned. So now it's time for him to return his way back into the squared circle and get that one-on-one lesson. Now, Kel Brook versus Jesse Vargas is apparently not happening. Not sure why. I was about to say, what happened to that? I, I think uh, there's Kel Brook is not getting a lot of credit for facing Jesse Vargas. And I feel like people are taking it out on him. Ooh, good one. He's, he's going to go. Joe Joyce, does this dude hit hard? Because he's fighting in slow motion. Yeah, no, that's that's just his style. That's right? literally just his style. So, like, when I when yeah. I watched him the first time, I was like, I think he's a good heavyweight. But for the upper echelon, I don't for think that Bermain, For what Bermain Stavern has faced, he should be able to take this boy out. Yeah. But, because I'll tell you right now, I don't know. From what I've seen with Joe Joyce, you that's not good. But what I've seen with this dude right now, he won't last four rounds with any of the top heavyweights. No. Bermain Severn looks like the shell of a top heavyweight who had the belt at one point. Mm-hmm. Went t- the only man to go, the first man to go 12 rounds with Deontay Wilder. Yep. And, he, and, he's, and he's, this is bad. Like his reaction to these punches, not good at all. When you see someone that looks like they're on their way out, but then somehow throw a punch back, that's not good because you're not rolling with the punches, and that I feel like that's pure muscle memory, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's like that dude who has to masturbate before he goes to bed. Pure muscle memory right now. That's Bermain Severn in the ring. Now, where was I? Kill Brook not facing Jesse Vargas. I feel like he is getting punished for Amir Khan facing Terrence Crawford. It's not even his fault. Amir Khan with the, with the title shot, probably not more money. A little bit of a you know a little sneak diss. But at the same time, it's like, who do you face next? You've got to go after somebody big, man. Jesse Vargas, definitely not, I think, a big enough name. But don't sit back and do nothing, man. You need to go after somebody big and, and get a good, respectable name at 154. And then, uh, and that way, that forces the hand, depending on what Kell Brook does. I would like to see Kell, Kell Brook against someone like Erickson Lubin, honestly. Or I, wouldn't, or I feel like Andy Hearn has the connections to make a fight with him and Tony Harrison for a title shot. I, th- I would like to see one of those two fighters right there actually face him because I think that's a good test for Kell Brook. And also, I want to see what he has really left in the tank because I don't think he's been the same after Triple G or Errol Spence. And I don't think he's been in the right in the ring with the right opponent to find out if he is or isn't. You know, so we'll see what happens next with him. Hopefully, hopefully he gets another he gets a fight before the end of this year and not just sit back and live like a king there in Sheffield, England. Now, so we got last week we talked about Anthony. Joshua and big baby Jarrell Miller being announced already at the first little uh, press conference you see big baby 
push shove the shove him hell out like, of Joshua. I actually saw that off camera. Shoved him off camera. That fool moonwalked. He moonwalked off the stage basically. But I give props to Anthony Joshua because didn't fluster him. It seemed like you know what I'm saying. He did. Of course, your reaction is to come back and see what's going on with that. But at the same time, you still hear that. Yeah. Why did you touch it? Why did you touch it? Why? 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 Everything was going fine. Everything was going fine until you came and touched it. You had one job. That's literally the first thing I said when we started this. It, it was doing that before I touched it, and I was trying to fix it. But now, Anthony Joshua getting shoved across the stage by we just got knocked down. I missed it by Big Baby Miller. Now, was that a big shove, or was he just not ready? Both. Both. Because that's one of those shoves like you remember fight. this this man is also, right now. This, also, this man is also three hundred pounds. Yes. Now what do you think we're gonna learn from this fight? How Exa- exactly I think we'll learn more and see who Big Baby Miller is. Yes. Then we'll I think we'll learn more about Big Baby Miller than we will learn mm-hmm. about Anthony Joshua. Yeah. I agree with you on that one just because Already, if Big Baby's got to be mad because none of the questions being directed towards Anthony Joshua have to really do with this fight. They keep asking about Wilder, asking about the Wilder Fury outcome. And that that's, you know, when you're at a press conference, don't insult a fighter like that because we all, we all know who they want, but this is what is getting made because of availability, right? Now, Big Baby Jarrell Miller, do you think he deserves or is even ready for the shot? Yeah, what else does he have to prove? And honestly, with that heavyweight division, I mean, what else are you going to make the man do? If you're not facing Luis Ortiz or Dylan White, Anthony Joshua is who you face. Yeah. Because anything else is a step backwards and not and you're not going anywhere. And it, yeah, he's compla- they're going to be complacent. Very complacent. So, I want to, and also I want to see how Anthony Joshua is going to react with a big 300-pound massive look, Oliver Miller-looking it's, mug. Well, the, looking like Andrew Bynum well, on, with you that, know, I think Anthony Joshua is going to be more athletic if he stays athletic and not flat-footed mm-hmm. like Big Baby Miller usually is. And you, Big Baby Miller uses those heavy arms and those heavy hands uh, to punch punch a person out. But I think if Anthony Joshua stays athletic, I think he takes this. Now, there's some general consensus. Just This is probably something that people have in the back of their head just from school, thinking that like someone smaller or thinner can't hurt a big, wide man like that. Yeah, you can. You can it, hey. it might hurt your hands doing it, but it's possible. Now how bad do splinters hurt? Right? That's what I'm talking about. What happens when you hit your pinky toe on a coffee table? <sighs> if you take if you take the if you take the pinky me. toe off, that throws off your whole balance to the right. whole body. So little things add up to be a lot. That's right. That's so. right. And we'll see what happens. But hope I, I, I just want a good exciting matchup and I want to see what Anthony Jarrell I'm sorry, I want to see what Jarrell Miller has. And I want Anthony Joshua to slow down. And stop overlooking this man, because you're in the heavyweight division where literally one punch, one punch can change everything. it all. And I don't want to see you get saved again, like with that uh, the one where he got his nose broken. Was it Carlos Takeum? I think when he got his nose broken yeah. and they had to come jump in and stop that fight and save him. Now, all right. Now the next one up next, actually on this list is uh, Joe Joyce and Bermaine Stavern. So as uh, watching this, I making think... these picks now, uh, I'm gonna pick Joe Joyce here. I said that. <laughs> now, Bermain Severn. 
Does this dude just look out of shape? Is he here for a paycheck? Or is this boy Joe Joyce hit nah, this hard? He, he, he look, no, nah, he looks about the same shape as what he's always been, but he's just not a great boxer. So Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of feel you on that one because he's, he's a big guy. So big guys, you know, when they move around and throw more, you're going to tire out a little bit quicker. And Bermain Severn doesn't seem to be trying to use any of his boxing kills. Probably underestimated Joe Joyce's power. Versus like the first Deontay Wilder fight, which was a good fight. You know, he moved around. He made Wilder earn the fight. He earned the win. Now, sitting back on these ropes trying to just counter and yeah, you go, going to work. Because right now, Joe Joyce, to me, does not, even though he's winning, not impressed by him at all. Because that's what I said. he would have been out already by Wilder. Tyson Fury would be boxing circles around him. Anthony Joshua would have him out. Big Baby would probably have him out. So, we'll see what happens. This is an opportunity for... Who's, who's, uh, so I see the British flag on there. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably promoted by Eddie Hearn. Just, and if I'm wrong, it's Frank Warren. But they're, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have the guy right here. He might not be the predecessor. I think Dylan White's better than him. I would like to see this guy maybe face a Joseph Parker, assuming he gets through this win here because Devern is still in there and he's a heavyweight. And he's a live dog. So Now, What's your? How do you feel about dreads when they get in the ring? Uh, I I like the addition for when somebody gets slapped around how they move. Yeah, like it's just like when somebody has long hair or when Tyson knocked out what's the curly headed dude. Oh, when he knocked it out. But whenever your body gets yeah. punched and, and then all the sweat flies off it, of it, it, and was, how it, it was Mitch Green. He had the Jerry curl. Yeah, Mitch Green. <laughs> that was it. That's right. So, and you see that. Just Everywhere. Yeah, all that sweat come off. Like that's what I that's what I like to see. So glow. Now, I want to see them use hand wraps next time for his hair. Because I feel like it'll ma- just match a little bit better. That's all. Just match a little bit better. You know. You gotta well, coordinate. You gotta, you gotta, coordinate. gotta coordinate, bro. You gotta make sure it all matches. You can't use what is that? Some 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 uh what is that? Duct tape? Some clear tape? Some packaging tape on there? Ooh, Mister Burn is not looking good, bro. Man, why do these guys seem so tired? It's only round four. Right, right. It's, they're moving. It's like, is this in slow motion? Am I, wait, am I, am I that high? <laughs> right. I don't know. But Bermain Severn, man. This, I, if you were his corner right now, would you let him go? Uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's, he's really back. getting hurt. So he's just tired and winded. He's a, he's kind of he, to me kind of looks like like reminds me a little bit of Eli Manning. The dude who kind of always looks a little retarded, but not <laughs> retarded. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my boy called that a mouth breather. <laughs> he, called, he calls him mouth breathing. Oh, my God. That's funny. <gasps> Even when she stand up, she's still snoring. <laughs> Next Friday. Now, ooh. All right, we'll see what happens here. Joe Joyce, not too impressed with him. We'll see where, how they match him up next. Now, the main event of this is a grudge match with James DeGale versus Chris Eubank Jr., how many times have I gave you the example of the best fight? When, when you know when you get fighters from that same era fighting each other, it still becomes a great matchup, even though with this fight three or four years late. You know. I think it's still going to be a good fight. I'm I am going for Jim, like as much as I like Chris Eubank Jr. like his dad <sighs> and the hand speed. Yeah. I think I'm going for James Gall simply on the "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" cover. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that one, man, because. He did look like DMX, and I don't know if he planned it that way, but DMX might want to try to get a little bit of cash off that one. But Chris Eubank Jr. is is a, is a dude who is stuck under a legacy from, from his father, but also doesn't have the same type of training, you know, ethics or just the 
different type of dedication towards it by the way he mixes up his trainers didn't even have a head trainer when he fought George Groves which was ended horribly for him with so no did. game plan he, um, there's only been one fighter who's I've seen ever successful with no trainer and that's uh, Bibut Shubinov he looks, he looks like an Asian dude but he's like actually Russian or something uh, the name sounds familiar. I do remember him. If you saw him, you know him. But he was a guy who had no trainer, got the heavy, got the light heavyweight title, lost it to Bernard Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the things that you know Max Kellerman was criticizing was like, even though you made it this far, you can still be your own head trainer, but you got to have another guy in there to give you that other perspective. Yeah, because that's how you get that's how you get tunnel vision, and you yeah. need somebody on the outside to see your faults and your mistakes and your weaknesses. <laughs> now, what I see here is Chris Eubank Jr. Basically doing that because he's tired of hearing his dad in this corner. Can we say that? Just tired of hearing his dad, right? Understandable. Got a little Chavez Jr. syndrome in there. Even though Chavez Jr. told his son, yeah, you shouldn't box. Don't worry about it. Chris Eubank Jr.'s dad was like, you know, hey, you should box. I was a great fighter. Naturally, you should be a great fighter also. Naturally. Yeah. It doesn't always work out, man. At all. At all. I hopefully, I, I hope if anything, this next generation comes, whatever they call them after these millennials, but they're probably gonna call them like what the the, the bi digitals bi gender Di- I guess some bi gender yeah, unidentified the yeah. unidentified. unidentified generation there yeah go. that's most likely what they're leaning towards but hopefully they don't they don't they learn to where like hey if I'm Michael Jordan Jr. I'm not playing basketball you know hey, your father wanted to be good at golf become the next best golfer right yeah play for the White Sox like he tried to or or their minor league team you know because remember Tebow's in the minor league too so. Hopefully they learned from this. When was the last time you seen anybody that was a successful junior? Mayweather? Yeah. Who went past his father's legacy. Because his father got knocked out by, by Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. And it turned into one of the Kill. greatest trainers of all time. And that was that was the takeaway from it. Like, hey, look, you, you're going to get a world title. You're going to have some money. But you're not going to go down in history as one of the greatest fighters of all time. But the good news is, you're going to give birth to him. You guys probably won't get along for the majority of the life, but you'll 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 meet in the middle. You'll find your ground, and you got other brothers around you. And and I, and I don't mean that like brothers, brothers. I'm talking about actual blood brothers around you to help guide this man along his way as he accomplishes superstardom. Other than that, I hope Floyd didn't name any of his sons Floyd if he had sons. This dude's probably gonna get karma and curse with nothing but daughters. Has to be, has to. He has a lot of daughters though. But I think he has boys too. I think he got half and half. <laughs> They're probably all half again too. Uh, now, James DeGale, are you picking him over Eubank Jr.? Yes, sir. Oh, I got to go with Chris Eubank Jr. then on this one because I think uh, this fight's going to go the distance. 12 I rounds. It, I, I don't see anybody too. knocking anybody out. I think it will too. I think it'll be a great boxing match, period. I think so. the first seven rounds will be great. And then the last ones might be a little slow. Probably, we, we could probably personally count the punches. Now, later tonight is on a Fox Sports 1 PBC card. We have Brandon Rios returning to the ring versus Humberto Soto. I had to read that about five, seven times. And then also I had to go through and make sure this wasn't a whole new Humberto Soto. <laughs> because we do know that, you know, like, we just witnessed it when, yeah, two Jose's fighting last Friday a couple weeks ago. So I wanted to make sure that you're not the only one named Humberto, which you might be. But actually, I've never met anybody named Humberto except for this dude. You know, and then the Soto, I'm still convinced that's a Japanese last name. I don't know where they got that one from. But facing Bam Bam Brandon Rios, this was the one where 
he just got the call. Was like, hey, what you, you got any plans this week? What you doing? You, you want to make some money? You want to box? Yeah, you know, why not? Why not? He was sparring? No, no, no. We're going to throw you into a ring. Might be on TV again, too. You know, Brandon Rios, he's a little old in the tooth. But, you know, we got to get him some rounds. We got him some good fights. This is one of these things where the style matchup is there for just action and entertainment. Saturday, April 13th. Lady Hammer looking bad right there. That's some good, well, some she good is photos. a professional lingerie model in Russia. That is correct. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm squeezed one out to her. During the first episode of Maximum Boxing, Clarissa Shields asked, um, you know, they had a moment. It was something, it was the acronym was MMA, something Maxim with asking Max or whatever. And um, Clarissa Shields asked, was like, when, when are we going to see female fighters make as much money as some of the male fighters? And he said, he broke it down perfectly. He said, because every every fighter needs to have that that antagonist yeah. to overcome yeah. and once you find it and overcome it that's when the superstardom and the money comes behind it and then he asked her you know you should be, you can be that one and are you going to be that one yeah. and that was good because Clarissa Shields bad ah, yes I wouldn't fight her at all you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't because I, they, she, she might beat me and I would still get arrested for domestic violence <laughs> That's how messed up it is. Nah, okay. they'll let you go. They'll catch a release. They're like, yeah, bro, you already took a beat. Now I don't want to send you to the pokey. Depends on what city. They might take me to jail. Tacoma. I'll probably go viral. That's what it is. You know? But, Brandon Rios, if you lose uh, Humberto Soto, I'm pretty sure this dude's like 65, 70. And that's in Mexican years. So, Brandon Rios, bam, bam. You, this is his first fight. Is this his? Can you look this up real quick? Cause we got, we got, how much time we got? We good? We good? Yeah, we good, but... Okay, we good. So, um, Brandon, was his last fight against Danny Garcia? No, nah, I think he had one he after that. He had one that. after that, right? Yeah. At the won. end of last year? This is Brandon Bambibrio, who I am a fan Yeah, so, yeah, he beat uh, TKO to uh, Ramon Alvarez. Oh, that's right. And then right. Uh, Humberto Soto. Now, Humberto Soto, what's his record? 68-9, 37 KOs, 38 wow. years old. 38 years old, dang. He's younger than me. On paper. <laughs> On paper. I bet y'all be speaking a lot better than him at the age of 41. That's probably sure. And in Spanish and English. But, Humberto Soto, this should be your last fight. If you fight anybody after this, it should only be Jesus Soto Carras, and that's it. And it should better be a charity event because the ref finally stopped the fight here. Joe Joyce got the win. I didn't see where the stoppage happened, but... It looks like Bermain Stavern is done, and uh, I didn't see any protest there when he stopped it. So, but anyways, Roberto Soto. This is a guy who's definitely long in the tooth. I believe he even fought Oscar De La Hoya at one point. Can you see if I'm wrong on that? I feel like, I feel like he did. Let's go all the way down to something in the 20s of his fights. If not De La Hoya, he faced some other names in there. Let's see. Because I feel like we've been watching this. We've definitely been watching this man for the last decade. Because he's a name that's been recognized. But he's always fought at a lower weight class. It doesn't look like it. Any other big names in there? And the last one. Yeah, let's, I'm, going, I'm going up just here. Let me see. Because right. I believe he fought around the 126, 130. Yeah, John John Molina. When did he fight John John Molina? How long ago? When was that? 2014. Wow. 2014. For John Molina, then we got Lucas Matisse on here. Yeah, there you go. 
And that's probably uh, any of the big names on there? Mm, no, nah, a whole bunch of Mexican names. He, he fought a Humberto Toledo. What did Battle he fight? Humberto, Battle of the Humbertos. It's Highlander. It's a Highlander it, battle right there, man. Only be one. There can only be one. Well, there we go. Humberto Toledo, wherever your body may rest, hopefully he's in peace. Brandon Bam Bam Rios, she needs to come in and, and show something here, buddy. We got to see what you got left because you're fighting in 147 pounds. You got one of the best trainers in boxing currently in the corner. And you're facing a very long-in-the-tooth veteran with 65 professional fights, 9 losses. This is a guy who has he's definitely faced way more fighters than you. In fact, 37 knockouts. How many fights has Brandon Rios had total in his professional career? Uh, well, Brandon Rios... 35 professional fights? Uh, or 35, 35 wins? wins? Four losses. So 39 professional fights. 40. He's um, he 40. has one draw. So versus 37 KOs. So do the math. There's a... Humberto also, Soto may, may, he may have younger. dated like Rios' older sister for all we know. No, six years apart in age? That's a long six years too, that's for sure. Because six years today in difference... Is a big gap when it comes to sports versus like uh, playing chess, checkers, or video games. So we'll see. Now, two names that are coming up in the main event on there is going to be. Oh yeah, do you see any version of Brandon Rios losing this fight? No. At all, right? At all. The only thing I can see him see losing this fight for him is if they come and deport him. But they're probably going to take them both, and then the fight still goes on. So, I heard a joke the other day. It was on uh, the Crow Show. He was saying that. You know, they, if they want to improve the image of, like, ICE, just throw the word national in front of it. Then it turns into nice. Changes everything. Changes everything, right? So, we got Anthony Durrell versus Avril Yildirim. Yildirim? Yildirim. Now, Avril Yildirim is one of these fighters who, who sucked me into the hype going into that World Boxing Super Series because I saw the record. And, and I didn't really look much into him. Kind of saw his demeanor. I'm like, okay, this guy came to show up. Uh, he's facing Chris Eubank Jr., who was coming in off his high horse and got knocked out in the second or third round in the World Boxing Super Series. And now, and this was at the world stage that wasn't even televised in the U.S. I think he's had one fight after that. And Anthony Durrell, who's already said this is his last year in boxing, which is not good for him in this fight. So this is one of these things where I can see this matchup happening because you know, Dream wants to get back at a title shot. And Anthony Durrell, they don't want to maybe take too big of a risk with Durrell, right? So Anthony Durrell, let's say we're going to assume he gets the win. I don't see a I don't see a world where he loses. Is this that? We'll, we'll, we'll see. We're going to have to see in this fight What's because I don't know. I don't know. Super middleweight. Super middleweight. So, so I don't know how much Anthony Durrell has left in him. So I honestly, I think this will be a good fight just because it's a, it's a who pick who who pick him. Like uh, Yildirim has sounds like he has more to live for. Yeah. In the boxing game. Definitely I does. Mean, what's, what's his record? He's Twenty-one and one. So he has one loss, Chris Eubank Jr., mm -hmm. um, which was two years ago now in the World Super Series. Uh, two years ago. Yep. He had one fight one and a half. since. Nah, he's had a whole bunch of fights since. One, two, three, four. He's had five fights since then. Names we can't pronounce? Uh, Luglengamak. Okay. Uh, Jose Rodriguez. Uh, Ryan Ford. 
Okay. Derek Edwards. Hey, Ryan Ford sounds like a good model of American right there. What was the last one? Rue? Derek Edwards. Derek Edwards. Okay, good, good, proud corn-fed boys. Might be Canadian also, but a real dream. So it sounds like his last two fighters were definitely either something more westernized because I'm not even sure what his ethnic background is, and I'm not going to make any bad jokes yet. Anthony Durrell, the dog. One of the coolest nicknames out there. I've always wanted to see him face El Pedro, um, the dude. Ah, God, what's his name? The ugly dude with the face. He fought Laura. Alfredo Angulo. Alfredo Angulo. I've always wanted to see them fight just to see the battle of the dogs. You know what I'm saying? But Alfredo Dream definitely has more to lose, but Anthony Durrell is at the tail end of his career. So how do you go out with your end of your career? You've been a world he champion. He didn't say this is the last fight. He said it's last year. So it's last year. We'll so. see how much. We'll, we, like he can squeeze two fights. Yeah. He can squeeze two fights. If you get if you get this man out, if you box this man twelve rounds beautifully, you can still fight another. You can still get one or two fights before the end of the year. If you finish him quick, you might have more trouble getting a fight at the end of this year. But I I want to see Anthony Durrell get the win, and I want him to face Caleb Plant. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Because I want, I like. Anytime Caleb. you get to see Caleb Plant is nice. Yeah, <laughs> they're still. They're not even showing the stoppage. They're just still showing the one knockdown. And this is just the battle. And this is Joe Joyce over here just landing at will. Like that's his name. This is, oof, those are bad. And not, and nothing impressive with it. Nothing impressive nope. at all. Nope. So Anthony Durrell, the dog. I want to see him win convincingly. Against Evriel your Dream, I feel like he's definitely that level of class above. He's seen way more in the ring. The only thing Evriel your Dream really has on his resume is just being in that walk, World Boxing Super Series. Oh, yeah. They, they stopped it with him on the ropes while he was fighting back. That's not a good sign for Bermain Stavern. Bad news for you, bro, is that I hope you got your money set aside. Might be able to live like a king in uh, Haiti, but I don't know if you find anybody with a big enough penny for that one. So let's see here, Joe Joyce. Sometimes even when I can't stand a guy and I hear that British accent, I'm like, no, oh, he's alright. He's a good guy. He's a good, he's a good guy. Good you know? fella. Sounds like a smart dude. Sounds like a smart dude. But all right, back to Anthony Durrell of, of Real You Dream. What's next for Anthony Durrell if he doesn't get a title shot against like well, someone? He's retiring, so we're we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. I think. Like, Should he go his, after a title shot or like, do like Mayweather? Yeah, fight why like not? A, why not? Why not go for a title shot? I feel like his career right now is in like. Purgatory. Yeah. He's just in limbo. Yeah. It's like he I don't think he knows which way he's going right now. Between him and his brother, these are two that's what they should fight each other. They probably been fighting their whole lives growing up. These are two guys that talk about a lot of skill and talent behind them. One more than the other. One stuck at it, probably had a better career than the one who had the more skill. But then they also want to be able to help the city they come from. That's not getting much help from everywhere else. Yeah. But at the same time, stalling their own careers, right? They, they need to have another dope rap group come out of Flint. That's the only thing that's going to save that city. It ain't going to be YouTube. Unless they drop an album together. Could that do it? Nah, it ain't going to work. You know, it don't work. It don't work. I would have wrote for NBA and NFL, but I quit in 97 because that ish don't sell. That's what it is. Bad skills, baby. Make sure you download that Squirt Circle app. It's available in Google Play and iOS. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram at Squirt Circle 101. Or on Facebook at Squared Circle 101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. How we said it again? Like, you know, jump in with the fire. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. 
if there's anything I want to tell any 13-year-old boy out there right now, feel the fear, do it anyway, unless the cops are behind you. You know, that's the only time. Or make sure if you're gonna that do it. That is the fear. That is the fear. Get, get do it caught. anyway. If you were a kid, what were you more worried about? Getting caught by your parents or the police? Parents. Me too. And that's that's. I, got, I can outrun the cops. Yeah. Parents, I gotta go home. I'll take my chances with the cops, even if they catch me. I got a couple days before they come get me. That's it. You say, or I got a couple days before they they send me out of here to have to go be with the man. I remember the first time I got arrested. The cops, my my pops told, at juvenile hall told the cops. He's like, no. Nah. He, can't, he like show he's there he's supposed to be able to pick me up he said no psh, leave him there and the cops looked at him like uh, we, we, we can't <laughs> and he's like why not leave him there he's like that's the thing you guys are soft he's, yeah leave him there how about I, I just how about I come back in a couple hours instead you say, I, I really don't want him right now one more time how are we winning feel the fear and do it anyway I've, I've said this many times that that is definitely not your best quote but that's probably one of my favorite quotes right there. Feel the fear and do it anyways. It doesn't matter what she weighs. It's still a notch on the belt, baby. Don't forget to download that Square Circle app. It's available on Google Play and iOS. Man, I'm out. Cute.